Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this where we tell us worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically performing preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the modern the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Yo, grace and peace, everyone. It's your man T. Barlow with another episode of Bars, and I'm on the line with a brother by the name of Alexander Wade. Can you say what's up to the folks for me, please, sir? Hey, what's up, everybody? Grace and peace. Yeah, now, last week... I may have heard from his uh, wife, who is a vocalist that we've heard featured on, on other albums, and she mentioned him and some of the stuff that he's done, so I thought it would be an uh, awesome idea, uh, basically, sir, to have you on the line with us, so uh, just to get, kind of get started, man, just tell us a little bit of something about yourself. Uh, man, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of somebody, I've been consistently working on Christian hip-hop for a while now. Um, just kind of always behind the scenes. Um, went to college um, at a school called McNally, McNally Smith College of Music in St. Paul, uh, where I studied audio engineering, um, where I learned, you know, post-production, mixing, mastering. Um, you know, always been uh, producing music since my freshman year of college, and um, have had a chance to work on some uh, pretty uh, good projects with a lot of great artists. And um, yeah, man, just grateful to be able to use uh, those gifts for the Lord. Man, that's what's up, man. And, you know, we thank you for brothers like you staying true to uh, to the gospel. You know, your wife uh, she made she made mention last week that uh, that you're the reason behind her coming to a place of like sound theology. Now, I'm trying to recall if I if I recall correctly, uh, did you also come up in the uh, the Seven Day Adventist camp or? Yeah, or yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 can you explain your uh, your journey from from that to uh, a, a more biblical, a more reformed uh, theology? Yeah, man, it was a long one, you know, because um, you know when you're raised as a Seventh Day Adventist, it's, it's a bubble, you know what I mean? You only ever um, hear, you know, Seventh Day Adventist doctrine and teachers and preachers, and and so when you never hear anything other than that, it can seem normal um it can seem orthodox um you know my my understanding of uh church history <laughs> didn't go back any further than 1844 uh, which is what uh seventh-day adventists refer to as the, the great disappointment it was a, a year when uh the millerites predicted that christ was going to come back in 1844 he obviously didn't um the millerite movement kind of fell through and then the seventh-day adventist movement was birthed from that so 
um, that was like the, <laughs> I never asked myself, you know, what was happening, you know, with Christians before that, you know? Um, and, and so, uh, but, um, you know, my journey out, you know, it kind of started after I got saved, you know, when I, when I truly was, uh, regenerate, uh, was in college and, um, uh, you know, I was, I was hanging out with my, my, my good friend, still my great friend, close brother, uh, Luke Walker. And, uh, we were, uh, best friends roommates in college all that stuff and uh you know so we was we was making music together but but early in that i, I was not regenerate and uh sometime in the summer of 2006 uh is when when the lord uh gave me a new heart so uh, long story but you know living together with with luke and another brother chris uh, you know, they are, they were always sitting around reading books. I didn't know what they were reading. So, you know, I just pick up some of the stuff they were reading. And just reading some of this stuff, I'm like, man, this is, you know, this is this is great uh, theology, man. I've never heard anything like this. And little did I know, I'm sitting there reading, you know, World Journal and Tom Watson and Baxter and, and, you know, all these uh, Puritans and stuff like that. And, um, you know, little did I know, you know, I was beginning to see... Um, just how God had used these men to um, articulate uh, his, his theology and his truth. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the, the, the beginning out. It took some years to get all the way out. Uh, you know, so I'll let you ask any follow-up questions if you want to, you know, take this in any number of ways. Yeah, but, but yeah, because I'm a, typically the question, but one of the questions I always, like, that always go to my, uh, like my head, like, because, you know, I always assume that, man, like, if you were coming up seven-day advantages because... Like your family was Seven Day Adventist, um, yeah. you know. So, um, like, man, like, like, what did you know? How did you work? Uh, how did you? Uh, I guess how did you work through that with them? Like, 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 did any type of conflicts arise? Like, man, like, how the uh, have have any of them began to like, you know, kind of see what you, you know, what it is that you believe and come to, also coming to that understanding? Like, man, what, what does that look like as far as your relationship uh, with the family who I know you love? You know, family, the family dynamic is real interesting because, you know, that really was what accelerated the, the I'd say, the public move away from Adventism. Because we, we had separated from Adventism some, some years ago, my wife and I, but um, we, we didn't really get public and intentional about, you know, seeking out a reformed church, etc., um, mainly because of the fear of the, the, the family you know, backlash and so on. So we, we kind of we knew that we disagreed and we got there, but you know, we compromised for a while. And then it wasn't until um, we got pregnant with our first son where like everything kind of hit home. Where it was like, okay, we definitely disagree with these doctors. There's one thing for us to disagree to be able to, to hear something to be able to filter it, you know, and say, okay, we agree with this and we disagree with that. That's another thing to say. Okay, now we're gonna have a child and start bringing that child under uh, unsound uh, teaching and that was something you know as the, the leader of my household I was not willing to do and so um, that really uh, caused me to uh, really have to confront uh, the things I was afraid of and, and, and make a public um, and official decision to uh, uh, separate from Seventh-day Adventism um, and to find a uh, church home that was uh, actually sound and, and where we would just go and just get the the, the, the pure gospel man week in week out yeah man I can dig that man that's you know 
That's a pretty bold move, man. I thank God that you did. So your wife also mentioned something about, and you, you kind of brought it up a little bit too, as far as like the music uh, that you used to do. Um, so, so tell me uh, a little bit about like kind of like your early, uh, kind of like you know your upcoming through the music. Like, like how, how did what does that really start for you, and, and how did you get to where you are right now? Oh man, so <laughs> you know the early stuff was kind of embarrassing to be honest with you, bro. I was like. I remember, uh, you know, first off, my whole family is musical anyway. So my brother plays bass, trumpet, uh, great singer. My mother plays guitar and sings. My father plays guitar and sings. Um, so I'm probably leaving something out. But uh, just lots of musicians um, uh, in my family. And so, uh, which, you know, some people would say I could blow a little bit. You know what I'm saying? If you search around YouTube, you might find a video of me in the choir singing or something like that every now and then. You know, you might yeah, okay, so I'm going to have to Google search that. We're going to find that. <laughs> you, you might find something, but, you know, so people say I, I could I could, I could hold a note a little bit. But um, uh, when I went to college, you know, I went to Northwestern College in um, Minnesota, just outside of St. Paul. And, uh, I remember at the time, man, I was going through, I had a long distance, you know, high school relationship and, and that wasn't working out and I was getting all heartbroken and stuff. And I wrote this poem and, um, and so it was just kind of a poem, you know, and it was just kind of sitting there and you know, I was processing it and, I, and we had a talent show at the school and I seen this, uh, uh, went to the talent show, seen this, uh, white boy and just, just a baggy velour suit in a, in a do-rag and, like just look like a white <laughs> I was like, yo, who is this dude? And he's up in the talent show rapping, and he's and he and I'm listening to the beat. And normally at at that time, like what a lot of rappers were doing, Christian rappers were doing, they would just take a secular beat and then rap over and change the lyrics up. You know, that kind of was the the common thing at the time. And so I didn't recognize the beat, so I was like, oh, I wonder if he's making his own beat. So, you know, I mean, like I gotta I gotta ask this guy. So. You know, I end up seeing this guy on campus, seeing him around. I go up and talk to him. That was how I ended up uh, meeting uh, uh, with, you know, Pastor Luke Walker at the time. And so, uh, you know, we were just, you know, two dudes just, you know, I had a poem. I was like, yo, what are you doing? He was like, well, I make the beats myself and, you know, stuff. So I went to his dorm room. He had a, com a computer, uh, not a computer, uh, a keyboard and an MPC 1000. And uh, yeah, and Luke Walker taught me how to use an MPC and a keyboard. And then um, I made my very first uh, beat. That first beat was better than any beat he ever made in his life. Don't let nobody tell you differently. And then, um, <laughs> and so I, I, yeah, so I officially became uh, his his producer at that point. And he let me use his stuff, and I would make beats, and I ended up making. Uh, you know, my first song, I ended up turning that uh, that poem into my first song. And then, man, just fell in love with music from there. You know, we ended up uh, putting out an album under under our group name, uh, Word Life. We did an album called Word Life, Lyrical Sketches of the Coming Christ. And, um, but yeah, so we did that. And then I ended up transferring out of, of uh, uh, Northwestern and, and switching over to Madison's College of Music. And um, did all types of stuff, man. I would help people build home studios all around the Twin Cities just to, to make money. Um, uh, and you know, I'll, I'll keep going. Cut me off if you want something else. But it kind of there was, it was kind of a pivot. Like I was doing the word life stuff and and working on little projects here and there. And then um, you know, just 
time was passing, man. And then uh, I got married and early in, a, in our marriage, uh, I was just really wanting to get my music to the next level. And I could not figure out how to do it to save my life. I'm like, why does my music sound like it was made in the shoebox? Everybody else's stuff is like just, just clean. Right? I could not figure it out. And um, so uh, just through some, some of my music and stuff, I've been just interactions I had over the years. I became uh, friends or acquaintances with um, Josh Wan, the owner of Lent Mode. And, um, okay. you know, yeah. I, yeah, I hit him up uh, uh, out the blue. And uh, it wasn't really out the blue. We had had some dialogue um, over the years because he also was an audio engineer. So we so we had connected over, over mixing and, and sharing tips. He mastered that Word Life album for us. And then he also was raised as a Seventh-day Adventist and came out of the Seventh-day Adventist church. So him and I had um, lots of talks about that, too. So, um, so, so, you know, I hit him up. I was like, yo, Josh, man, I'm really trying to figure my music out and how to, you know, you know, get this thing to the next level. I love the way your mix is sound, you know, can you help me figure it out? So he was like, yo, if you can get to Philly, I'll give you a day of my time and teach you, you know, pretty much teach you what we do at Lambo. You know, so I talked to my wife about it. She gave me the thumbs up, bought the plane ticket, went out to Philly. Josh was mad gracious, man, put me up in his house. And um, and then uh, yeah man stayed stayed out chilled out man you know, showed me Philly this was around the same time the Timothy Brindle uh, what was that the, um, the Restoration album hadn't okay been, yeah yeah like I think that one uh, hadn't been released yet it was around that time and so um, so I got to you know uh, hear uh, the Restoration he was taking me through the sessions and kind of showing me what they were doing to you know to, to make the music and the mixes clean and then. I, I brought a bunch of my Pro Tools sessions and he was able to, to take my sessions and show me the mistakes I was making and my mind was just getting blown. I was like, yo, these are very simple things that are really just um, holding my mixes back. And so so some of it was just knowledge and some of it was actually needing to invest in, in better quality equipment and stuff like that. So so either way, man, spent some time up there uh, at Lamp Mode in the old Lamp Lounge and then came back home and uh, just knew like man if i was really going to do this i was going to need to um, invest a little bit of cash um, and really put in the hours to sharpen my craft as a uh, engineer and so uh yeah again talked to my wife she gave me the thumbs up spend the money and yeah spent a lot of it but uh <laughs> but, but from there i was able to um uh, uh yeah i was able to to sharpen my craft and then, uh, you know, I'll let you interject, but, you know, was able to get involved with some, some pretty good projects. You know, uh, no, man, you, you know, you're doing fantastic. Hey, hey, you're bringing up, like, a very good point, man, because, like, me, you know, like, you know, like, I, uh, I could make beats, too, as well, but I used to always, I stopped making beats because I couldn't figure out why does my beats sound like they were made off of a toy Casio and everybody yeah. else's sound so dynamic and so forth. And, like, really, when it comes to, like, just, like, the mixing and, and so forth, where I lack, and, and I, I kind of, I kind of figured, man, I think I'm a better writer anyway. And, and it's crazy because, like, same as like, poetry, and like some of my first few songs were actually like my poems flipped into music and so forth. But uh, one of the things, man, like that you're saying that, like, I think a lot of uh, artists, you know, they they try to get around it. Like, man, you're gonna have to invest uh, in this, so some shape, some form, some fashion. Uh, well, what that means. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, that not only do you have to invest, but what really t- 
took me to the next level was um like the the people so this is this is where people mess up and they think because they got talent or they got skill somebody else who already has a platform is going to see that and they're just going to be like no you're so talented i just going to put you on that's not always true like not right, only right. important best but other people they want to invest in artists and engineers and they want to invest in people that they see already investing in themselves and so when i started doing that when i came back from lamp mode and started actually putting stuff into practice um uh, that is what opened the doors because as i started getting in front of uh, artists that had you know more of a reputation and, and established fan bases you know they have engineers that they already trust you know what i mean so you got to be you got to be bringing something that's equal or better you know what i mean uh, uh, to what they're used to getting and so um so w- when those artists started seeing that you know i wasn't you know i'm i'm going after this whether you want to work with me or not that was really attractive to a lot of artists and uh, was and what was able to uh, you know, get me involved in, in projects that I probably, you know, just a year early, I, I never would have thought I was working on some of these projects. Yeah, but like, yeah, I feel like like so many people are trying so hard to uh, like kind of like ride the coattails of somebody who's already made it, and it's like, well, no, nah, man, just you know, get out there and kind of do. I like, I like, and for me, for somebody who doesn't do the mixer, like I got to the point where it's like. Like, yeah, I may not be buying equipment to mix and master, but I'm definitely going to pay for some quality mixing and mastering on, on, on my music. Like, I'm going to find somebody who knows what they're doing, who has a passion for what they're doing, and who has shown themselves to be uh, to put out quality work. You know, um, as a matter of fact, just recently, man, like, I, I'm dealing with a guy right now uh, who I'm trying to be trying to get on the show. We, our schedules don't line up. But uh, he, uh, because I, I did some work with Josh Kreese, and uh, and, he, and and the guy uh, Halle, he mixed our stuff, and I loved it, right? And, and Josh kept telling him, "Hey man, you send your stuff to Halle, man. To, you know, let Halle work with your stuff." Like, okay, you know. But I say, oh, I'm, I, can't, I don't have Halle money. You know, that's kind of that was my mindset. Like, you know, I don't have the money to pay him. So there was a guy who was like, "Well, you know, I mix your stuff for free," and I'm like, "Oh, right there." So I'm giving him my stuff, right? And like, bringing the stuff. And, you know, it, it's just—it's not giving me that sound that I think it should have, and and it, and it's, it's just—it's like, nah, this isn't, this isn't what's up. Like, this sounds too distorted, too ashy, too—it's just not right. And so, and so finally, I actually just hollered at Holly. I was like, hey, listen to this and tell me what you think needs to be done to it. And that with a list of like 15 different things. And so finally, I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm just gonna. How about you just mix my stuff? Alright, let's 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 come let's figure out something. Let's figure out a way to make this work. I gotta cause, you know, and it turns out that like it's just a lot better. And, and the same thing goes for like stuff. Finding somebody who's good at what they do and naturally pouring into that, you know what I'm saying? So like you on the flip side, yours is more so like, yo, I'm gonna take the time to to now to to, to, to get better equipment and then spend time doing it. Me, I'm more like I'm gonna spend time working on my craft or at the same time uh, investing in finding somebody who can actually who actually knows what they're doing on that engineering tip, man. and it's like you have to be willing uh, to, to pour into that. Like, man, like if you're not if you're not hungry enough to do that, man, you might as well just you know might as well just keep yourself to yourself, you know. And that's what that's what I think. At least. Well, you know, the, the funny thing too is you, you know just talking about this made me kind of realize I left out an important detail, and that was um, I don't know if you're familiar with a 
a rapper uh, by the name of Victory, supposed with a K B I K T O R Y. Um, I feel like I've seen the name before. Yeah, man. Like, if you look up his stuff, man, he got a catalog. He got like eight albums, man. And and the funny thing is, like, it's, he's one of those artists that everybody knows, but don't know that they know him like that. Like, he got tracks with the Craig, Andy, like, <laughs> like every like this dude's got like a, a catalog. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know, I, I I was listening to his stuff, and and he actually lives. We live in Alabama. He lives not far from me. And that really was kind of like getting up with him was was one of the things that kind of sparked my my push because you know I tried to get up with him like yo you know you know this is what I'm doing let me try to you know let me work on some of your tracks whatever and he was like yo send me some links to some of your your music let me listen to it and man, I sent him some links and then he hit me up probably about a half hour later and he was gracious man but he he told me the truth about me he said look man I just got to be honest with you so I could tell you got some talent there but listening to what you're doing and the quality of it he said i just gotta be honest i'm the the i'm i'm performing at a higher quality level and and this is just not at that level it's it's, it's not acceptable you know what i mean like and that joint was like yo like wow and then when i when i got that feedback um that was when i that is what made me kind of make the decision was like yo, i need to either step step up or step out and then that is what had me hit up Josh Juan did all that stuff. So what the funny thing was, I ended up um, going to Lamp Mode and working with them, came back, and then I had an artist uh, that I signed under my, my label, Beat Techniques Recordings, uh, named Kai, because I needed an artist that I could start pouring into and sharpening my craft. So we did that album. Uh, we did an album called No Titles. And um, so did that album. And then uh, uh, trying to think what happened. So. Um, so after I felt like I got my skills back up and I had some examples of newer music I did, like a year later, I hit up Victory again. I, I just out the blue, I was like, hey man, about a year or so ago, you gave me this feedback. I just want you to know, based on that, here's the steps I've taken. I love you to listen to some of my new stuff. And so he texted me back, you know, send me some links. So I texted him back, sent him the links. And then um, he just, the next text I got from him, he was like, yo, can you, he's like, can you meet me at um, this radio station? It's the, the local hip hop station here in uh, Alabama. And um, <clears throat> he's like, can you hit me, uh, meet me at the station? Uh, just out the blue. I was like, yeah. He was like, I'm there right now. Meet me there. So I hopped in the car, go to the radio station. Turns out he was in the middle of a meeting with the radio station negotiating his own Sunday Christian hip hop radio show. And I walk in to the meeting and he literally just tells me that this guy's going to produce my radio show. And I ain't know what. <laughs> How about that? And uh, so, you know, so now I'm like, I had never produced a radio show, nothing like that before. So um, <clears throat> uh, when uh, Vic, Vic and I finally had a chance to start talking, you know, he was like, yo, he said, you don't know how many people you know, come at me every day, trying, you know, trying to get features or trying to get put on all this stuff. He's like, and then if I give him honest feedback, I never hear him. I never hear from him again. He said, you're the first person I've given feedback to. You took the feedback, put in the work, invested the money, came back a year later, stuff is 10 times better. He said, that's the type of people I need to work with. And he's like, you keep hustling. Like I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with you. And sure enough, man, he, he put me on the radio station gig. And then he was in the middle of recording his album, R4 Volume 2. And um, 
when he was recording R4 Volume 2, he had already recorded like a good chunk of songs. He's probably like 60% done. And I said, hey, I said, I know you already got a, a studio you're recording your album in. I said, come record one, one song with me and just compare, right? And if you like the quality of the product you get, um, record the rest of your album with me. And so he was like, fine, I just bet I'll, I'll, I'll record one song with you. And so uh, he comes. So at the time, I'm living in a little two bed. My wife and I got a two bedroom apartment, a spare room that I converted to a studio. And uh, so he comes in and records the song. I don't know this, but he sends his, his the, the recordings I, that I did for him out to the people he usually works with, people he trusts. And um, so he gets it back, and they're like, "Yo, know, these are these are some of the best recording samples that we've sent us, you know." And um, you know, like, yeah, these are definitely ready to, to get sent to mix or whatever. So, so then he comes back and he's like, "Yo, I want to re-record all the songs that I already recorded. I want to do the whole album right here in your studio, my little spare bedroom apartment." So, um, wow. Yeah. So we started from so the whole R4 Volume Two, and the crazy thing with that was that's what really kind of like opened up my 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 network because with R4 Volume Two, you know what I mean. I had to to uh, because I'm I'm pretty much helping executive produce the whole thing at that point. So now we're getting you know Marty from Social Clubs, you know, featured on there. So I'm working with with him, getting vocals and stuff like that. And then the next, you know, Marvin Winans Jr. and you know, Derek Meyer, you know, all these folks, you know, I mean, just because I got involved in this one project with one artist, you know, who had a relationship with these other artists, now I'm having to communicate with these other artists to get features and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And we're doing concerts, we feel, you know, from Social Club in for a concert, and you know what I mean? I'm networking with Social Club, it's like, yo, man, I heard your stuff, you know, send me some of your beats and stuff like that. So, you know what I mean? So just, it's a long story to just kind of say, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I had to hustle a bit, but... You know, I mean, investing in myself, putting in the work, you know, got me um, some placements on that record. And then he's done all of his music with me ever since then. Um, got to work with uh, Spec uh, from uh, Clear Sight. And uh, he taught me a bunch of post-production stuff that I still use to this day. Um, so, you know, just, man, just, just God's providence, man. It just, just had me just be a part of stuff. It's similar how I got... I kind of hustled my way into Results Elementology uh, album as well. Yeah, you know, I had heard, you know, uh, one of the, the early, was it the, you remember the Lyrical Theology track that was on there? Yeah. I, that was a, uh, that was that was the type, uh, the typography that I saw that had me sold on him from Jump. Like, when I, when yeah. I heard that, that was my first experience of him. And, uh, like, yeah, I remember that joint for sure. That's probably my favorite song off that album just because of the visual. Yep, yep. So I heard that song. So I had a, a we got a mutual friend named John Moore. And I needed some T-shirts for my for my studio. And he's like, "Yo, hit up hit up my friend Johan from from Wrath and Grace. He prints shirts, this and that." So I started getting the shirts made, and he's like, "The studio's like, what is this?" I started kind of explaining to him. He's like, "Yo, well, I'm working on an album right now for this guy named Result," and and he was like, "I'm gonna send you a song. Let me know what you think." So he sent me. Uh, lyrical theology like the first it, it had already been done by a previous engineer and he's like what do you think and so similar to what you described i had some like 15 things back like all these things could be, could be better or different there was like no post-production done to the track at all i was like man i really think i could elevate this track and he was like well i already paid the guy and you know i said well how about this i said send me the track outs for lyrical theology and 
I'll do this one. I gave you some like dirt cheap price. You know, I can't remember what it was. But I was like, I'll do this one for cheap since you already paid for it. But I just want to show you what this music, you know, what what, what this song could sound like. And um, <clears throat> and then uh, yeah. So he he agreed to it. I think he was probably more curious than anything else. And then I sent it back. And then um, it had had did all my post production to it and stuff like that. And he was like, yo, this is fire. And then we had sent it out to some other people. You know, DJ Average Joe had some scraps on scratches and stuff on it and it was just like you know it just came out really dope and then at that point you know Jay agreed you know pretty much to have me take over for the rest of the Elementology album so I did all the, the uh, post production I did I post produ- produced every song on the Elementology uh, album wow wow that, that's crazy because that's because to this day that's still like one of my favorite albums that, um, that came out in the yeah. I mean, I still got it on Apple Music. Like, I, every so often, like, I revisit it. Um, the girls on my job, I work with Trouble Teenage Girls. They like, uh, they like 66 books. Like, they, for them, for some of the dopest songs to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every, every so often, they have 66 books, and I don't even think they know what they're talking about. But, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah but no, that's, that's crazy, man. Like, that is, that is crazy. So, that's what's up, man. Hey, so... We kind of come up on the time where um, I asked a couple of questions that I asked like everybody. And uh, the first one is is um, like what's on your playlist, or if this is a good time for you to kind of talk about some of your major influences. Uh, so, like, who is it that you would recommend that people check out, listen to, uh, that, that type of thing? Oh man, music wise, man, to be honest, I'm like, my music rotation is like super slim right now because I'm just listening to so many podcasts and audiobooks and, and stuff like that. So, um, it, it, mainly because it gets tight, man. You know, I work a full time job um, that's really demanding. And then also, uh, I'm a, a planning, man, a lot of people don't know this. You know, I, I, I like to fly under the radar, but. Um, I'm, I'm studying to become a pastor, and, and uh, I'm, I'm planning to uh, lead a church plant in the next uh, two years. So a lot of a lot of stuff with that going on. So you know, like anytime I can be studying, reading, taking in sound doctrine, whether it's you know do do actually reading the book or audibly, I'm kind of doing that. If I got time to okay. listen to some music, like what has been in steady rotation. I, I, you know, I keep trying to find somebody to knock Jackie Hill's album off this top spot this year, but it, so far, like this, you know, for a little while, like for example, like an album might come in and it'll be in my rotation for for like a week or so, but then I, like I just keep going back to Jackie Hill's album. Yeah, I'm not like messing with her. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I agree. I agree. That uh, it's like by the time you get to crescendo on that album. Like, I mean, yeah, that, that was a good album. I just, that's just a good album. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. All right, so what? Um, like, where can the people, if they're looking to get in contact with you, or looking to see your hear, see or hear your work? Like, where can they find you? Oh man, so you know, uh, you can find. I'm, I'm not very active on Twitter. Like, I have a Twitter. But I'm like not active like it should be. So, but everything you know at Beat Techniques um, is, is Twitter. But Facebook, man, is it, probably where I'm most active. You know, search for Alexander Wade. Uh, you know, I'm always in. Uh, 
you know, the Rapid Race radio page or the, the Reform Bars page, just just engaging a bit in there. That's probably where I'm most active on, on social media. Same thing. I got an Instagram at Beat Techniques, but I'm like never on there. So, um, so yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, that's the best way to do it. In terms of listening to music, um, like I said, I'm, I'm a behind-the-scenes guy. So um, you really got to look for, for projects. Like I said, I had an uh, album I did with, with my artist, Kai, called No Titles. You can find that, you know, everywhere, you know, streaming services. Um, you might have heard one of the songs on there. Uh, what was that? We did with Freestyle Fan and Result called uh, Originality. Um, that joint, Knox. You ain't heard that joint. Okay. Uh, but... Um, uh, but there, right, you can hear my work on uh, Victory's Artful Volume 2. You can hear my work on the Elementology. Uh, like I said, I post-produced every song. I got two songs that I produced. The the, do, the track Do It Again with uh, Evangel um, and Stephen and Levi. I produced that track. And then um, I think there's another one on there I might have produced. I can't remember. Um, some other local groups, you know, from, from Alabama, local group called Elevated. They got an album called One Way uh, that I did a lot of production and post-production stuff like that on. I'm trying to I'm trying to think, man. I lose track. A lot of times it's just it's just uh, it's just work. Oh yeah, you know, that's the Arthur Fine Two's been victory with another album called Tomorrow Came. Um did a uh, production on that track as well. So those are some of the some of the projects. I lose track man, but but yeah, you can find me on that stuff. That's what's up. So, folks, you guys have been listening to Alexander Wade, uh, hip hop super, a Christian hip Alexander Wade, man, who's been making some noise behind the scenes. So, keep him and his wife lifted in prayers as they press forward, especially with their church plant and the pastorship in mind. So, you know, just want to keep him lifted. Um, guys, know that I'm T Barlow. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Space Demaris D E I M A R I S Space Barlow on Facebook um, on yeah my Twitter handle is at T D Barlow T B E I B A R L O W at T D Barlow on uh, on Twitter uh, I think it's the same thing on Instagram if you want to follow me there uh, be sure to check me out on SoundCloud uh, shameless plug right here I got a brand new single that's been released called Beautiful Jewel working on an album that's to be dropping on the 16th of August called The Life of My Story. So be on the lookout. We're going to try to have a, a uh, episode where I'm going to be on the other side of the interview. And I think I might bring my man Joshua Crease on. He agreed to doing it earlier, so we're going to bring him back on. And, and we're going to be on the other side of the interview. We're going to be talking about this project. Uh, check out the bar on Facebook. Go there. Hit the like button if you hadn't did it. Go to the barpodcast.com. So you can uh, check out all the podcasts that we have because we're a network now. The Bar Podcast, I mean, it's great. So, Amanda uh, Wayne on the original The Bar Podcast. Check out uh, Virgil and Daryl uh, Just Thinking. And then we got some sisters who's going to be dropping something for the ladies called She Who Believes. I think that's what it's called. Um, and that's my uh, sisters, Christy and April. So, you know, you guys be on the lookout for all that stuff. Go on there, check us out. Check out the website for some gear. Uh, the bar has cups. I think I even seen a, a, a bar podcast logo on there, man. You know, this is all non-profit for us, but, you know, paying for this stuff help us keep this thing crisp and fresh. Helps us buy microphones so we can uh, increase the quality of our show and stuff like that, man. Keep us all lifted in prayer. 
uh, I thank you all for listening. You guys are probably one of the best audiences in the world, and I love you all the life. Grace and peace. Until next time. Existence, a reason for standing witness, a bearing witness, a tearing lyrics, sick with persistence. It's anything but to be a copycat. Never want to be a copy to act with sloppy raps with chemicals. Inch think I'm body whack. This why I wouldn't want to copy that. Mediocrity is a carbon copy of everything I got a problem with, so I probably quit for a copy that. Don't want to sound cocky, but it's not me to want to copy zombies. Ain't no life in the industry lifestyle. If you think I'm a seller, y'all come a Kazi. I bring the heat with this rap sound. Identity is fixed in Christ. I'm broke, but I rap loud. The truth. My life will fade complete in the background But till I'm dead they get this let I squeeze in a track now you dig A soldier like myself don't need to imitate You fall from thick and straight if you copy We here to innovate and trailblaze But few have to set the travel and syncopate The clones this industry makes yeah. I see all on my dinner plate I'm the opposite of conformity All of me gets to slaughtering all these beats With the sorcery of hip hop and it's purity Music is just me audibly pouring speech on your normities Forcefully while I'm authoring the copycats that I'm caught between See the blueprint that you use is just a forgery the lord of me knows it's called to be nothing but a piece of pork to me that if you could have beat him then join him excuses boring me i'll pioneer the path despite the gruesome things it costed me i'm speaking flame with the heat ray and some ether spray leaving traces of vapor trails aliens only see in space a beat to me is a steak quest a meal eat the plate until ceramics in our teeth and you see pieces in our face so please excuse me while I pop off You carbon copy knockoffs get knocked off The pedestal you're propped on The fam is never not raw The day we look like you Will be the day that Funk Flex says he's never gonna drop bombs Most of the music that I hear front it sounds the same Say the same thing for 10,000 plays Platinum chains and 10,000 racks The anthem sings Yo, the style is whack ha, ha, ha. What is original? It had its funeral what is original? It had its funeral. Vulgar profession, open aggression, mogul obsession, cloaked in deception, bold indiscretion, a potent injection of moral digression. Holster your weapon, leave your pesky replicas are exceptionally decorative. Precious possessions kept in check by the record executive. A perpetual exodus, death to the hood ciphers. No depth, with the method more reps, the good drivers. We patronize them nationwide, the flow is plain, the rhyme is dead. With megabytes of lamers, like a global game assignment says. I'll never strive to preach y'all brand I'd rather die than compromise Just to reach y'all fans I'd rather have knives put in my eyes From Japanese vile sands Mirage, long as it's eyes A car, a freestyle fan Who will powerfully gouge you With proud of your originality Never met, but our circles cross I can out eat because of Calvary I acknowledge the fact that the delivery's on harsh mode Aligned with the mission Antivirus to your marrow Well, y'all too deep and you too shallow. Well, I disagree. You in the middle like an alto. We hitting the jump in the jumping jacks on you jumpers. Guy hits the gas to the motor, annihilate all the motors. Give me a minute. 
about to break it down with a sentence. Give the talents to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh will be your ending. As true as the planets are spinning, we living in the beginning. Man's heart will be sinning every day. He'll be giving his heart over the pleasure, money, power, and hatred. God's been patiently waiting. Instead, you choose Satan. My homie, what is you saying? Well, I'm glad you asked. Your life is gonna pass after that. God will smash. All of those who skipped class, no dying and dash. Slow it down, whiplash, soldier, so for quick cash, quick fact. With no hesitance, give it over to God, let him bless you with a peace that surpasses all understanding for your benefit. I feel like you hurting, fam, I felt that way before. Found God for my everything, choose Christ as Lord. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there